I'm going to ask you to start out by lying on your back. Lie on your back. And if you've got glasses, you're not really going to need them for the next hour, so you could take them off and set them aside. And if it's comfortable to have your legs long at the beginning like this, go ahead and do that. But actually, like with anything I suggest you do in the next hour, and take care of yourself. So if that's really uncomfortable having your legs long, then bend them. It's not such a big deal. But if you can have your legs long, then take a moment here to scan how you're making contact with the floor. Feel how you're resting on the floor. You can almost imagine yourself as though you've been pressed into an ink pad and then stamped onto the floor. What's the pattern that you would leave? What would be the shapes where the ink left an impression, left a mark? Behind your upper back, behind your pelvis, your buttocks, your shoulders. The back of your legs, what makes contact? Where are there spaces? So that's kind of your own personal, it's like your thumbprint almost, a little bit more changeable than your thumbprint. But this is your own personal individual pattern. Your, as you lie on the floor like this, you don't really need to be doing any muscle work. Everything could just relax. You could really be flat as a pancake. But you're not. Instead, there's the way that you use your back in standing. You've carried that with you to the floor. The way you use your neck, how your shoulders are organized how your hips are organized, all those things are evident in how you lie on the floor. So we use this as kind of a check-in from the beginning of the lesson and then at several points during it. You just kind of always come back to this, notice how you're lying on the floor. But first thing we're going to do, we're going to lie on our right side. So roll over and lie on your right side. And there are some flat cushions here. So probably many of you would like to have one or two flat little cushions under your head on the side. Um, you're good like that? Or? There's a few more here. You'll put up your hand if you want one, two. And lift your left arm towards the ceiling. Lift your left arm towards the ceiling so your left arm straight towards the ceiling. And notice where your palm is facing as you hold your left arm straight towards the ceiling. Is your palm facing in front of you? Is it facing towards the wall under your feet? Where is it facing? Play with that a little bit. Rotate your arm around its long axis. Rotate your arm, rotate your hand, and see how far do you rotate one way, the other way. And find for yourself what kind of, what's the direction for your hand to be facing if you aren't doing anything in particular? I'm going to call that the neutral. What's the neutral place for your hand to be facing? Somewhere in between everything else. I think right now some people are intrigued by extreme places. Seeing some definitely not neutral looking neutrals. So just of experiment, where would your hand face if you weren't really doing anything. 
And maybe this question isn't making a lot of sense, and if so, that's okay. And what about the, your wrist and your fingers? Are they straight? Are they bent? It's another thing I didn't really specify. I just said hold it to the ceiling. What did you do? Begin to reach lightly towards the ceiling so that your shoulder blade slides on your ribcage. Your arm lengthens towards the ceiling. And then let your shoulder blade sink back down. You stay lying on your side, but let your shoulder blade sink. Let your arm shorten. And feel what that movement's like for you. Is that smooth? Is it jerky? Is there much movement in your shoulder blade? How much? And then just bring your arm down and take a little rest. So it's amazing how it's not much going on there, but your arm can get quite tired. Holding it towards the ceiling that way. And then stretch that left arm out in front of you on the floor. And notice which way your palm is facing now if you've got your arm stretched out like this. So lift your left hand towards the ceiling, but keep your palm facing in that same direction, facing forwards, facing in front of you. And we're going to come back now to lengthening and shortening your arm, but this time have your hand as though like you're really going to do a karate chop. You're really going to use that hand as a weapon really straight finger straightened like a karate chop your palms facing the wall in front of you and lengthen and shorten your arm and feel what that movement of lengthening and shortening your arm is like with all this extra tension in your hand how does that affect the quality of the whole movement And then let's try another extreme. Just let your wrist flop, like you're not doing anything with your hand. Let your hand flop and your wrist flop. Continue to lengthen and shorten your arm. How does that affect the movement? And now I'm going to ask you to do something completely vague. I'm going to ask you to do something that only you can judge, and that is put just as much effort, straightness, whatever, into your hand as makes sense to you for what you're doing. So not too much, not the karate chop, not the flop. You don't need to flop. But just what makes sense, given that you're lightly reaching towards the ceiling. No more... Tension in your hand, no less than you need just to basically have a straight wrist and reach towards the ceiling. And then leave that and bring your arm down. And just lying on your side like this, rest again. So 
So here you are already experiencing one of the great benefits of coming to Feldenkrais on Wednesday night, which is there is never anywhere in your life where anyone will ask you to do so little and rest afterwards. So this is your lazy evening for the next four weeks. And we mean lazy in a very precise sense. In Feldenkrais, laziness means achieving the most with the least possible effort. So it's not just laziness for the sake of laziness. Bring that left arm towards the ceiling again. And now as you you lengthen the arm and shorten the arm, and as you shorten your arm, begin to turn your face to look towards the ceiling. So your head rolls on the floor or the cushion behind you, and your shoulder blade doesn't just slide, but your whole shoulder turns backwards. So begin to coordinate that lengthening of your arm with your face rolling forwards to look forwards and shortening your arm, your face rolls to look towards the ceiling. So your head stays resting on the floor. You don't do any effort with it. You might want to have your legs bent up a little bit more. Bend your knees a little bit more, yeah. And then as you shorten your arm, you roll your head to look towards the ceiling. As you shorten. Yeah, as you shorten. Right, right. And then as you lengthen, your face looks forward. So your arm stays sort of going in this long axis. It's vertical to the floor, perpendicular to the floor. But as you sink your shoulder blade back, your chest rolls back, your shoulders roll back, your face rolls back, and see how much your chest and your head and your neck can help the movement of your shoulder. Your arm stays vertical. Your arm's kind of like uh, operating like a piston or something. Don't know if that image helps. I don't know if I really know how a piston works. Now only do that as far so your legs stay together, your knees stay together and bend. Don't go so far that your left knee lifts. And then leave your face looking forward, but continue to take your shoulder backwards. So your chest still turns, your sternum in front still turns, your collarbones still turn, but leave your face looking forwards. In front of you, forwards in front of you. Let's see, now you've turned, (laughs) you're saying you've turned your uh, collarbone, so is that still forwards? Yeah, towards the wall in front of you in the same direction as your pelvis, so your face continues to... Look in the same direction as your pelvis. And then leave also your shoulder girdle facing forward so it's just back to sliding your shoulder blade. Your shoulder blade slides on your rib cage. And feel that sliding. Lots of beautiful sliding shoulder blades now. Great. Okay, and now leave that and roll onto your back and take a rest on your back.
And notice that impression that you're making on the floor now, your ink pad stamp on the floor. And notice in particular how your left shoulder rests on the floor and your right shoulder, how long your left arm feels, your right arm. Just from those simple movements that we've done, is there some change in how you're resting on the floor? And then lie on your right side again. And lift your left arm towards the ceiling. And lower your shoulder blade. Lower your shoulder back towards the floor behind you. Let your head turn. Let everything turn. Just keep developing that movement. And your arm stays vertical to the ceiling. But your shoulder is lowering backwards, your shoulder blade is sliding, your face is turning. And keep going as though you would be able to tap your shoulder blade on the floor. Just think about that. Don't go there yet. And especially stop and turn around before your knee lifts, before your left knee lifts. Go back and then lengthen your arm towards the ceiling again. And just develop and explore how much your chest can turn your shoulders can turn. Really let your head rest. Don't put any, don't strain your neck muscles. I mean, it doesn't feel like strain right now, but you do this for the next hour, it'll feel like strain. Let your head roll on the cushions. If it can't roll on the cushions, then get yourself a little more height. Yeah, so your head can roll. And just experiment. This is again one of those things only you can feel in yourself. How far back can you go towards taking your shoulder to the floor before that left knee begins to lift? And again, hold your head still so that you're just moving your shoulder and your chest. Really, your arm stays vertical so the shoulder sinks down and backwards, but your hand still reaches towards the ceiling. And then just the shoulder blade, just sliding your shoulder blade.
And leave that, come onto your back again. Have a rest again. And feel how you're making contact with the floor. And now lift your left arm towards the ceiling. So like this lying on your back, now lengthen your left arm towards the ceiling. And in this position now, begin to lengthen that arm towards the ceiling with your palm facing your midline, palm facing towards the middle. Lengthen your arm towards the ceiling and then come back down. So have your palms as though you were gonna clap your hands, your palm facing towards the middle. Lengthen your arm. Come back down and feel how your shoulder blade lifts away from the floor and then it lowers. Where's the place where your shoulder blade makes the most solid contact with the floor? And find that sense, that sense of your shoulder blade knocking on the floor like that and begin to tap that. So you're actually speeding up the movement a bit and you're making it a little bit like a tapping, like you drop your shoulder so your shoulder blade taps on the floor. And really feel where's that place where the bone taps on the floor. Do that a few times, let it get a little faster, lighter, easier. Your arm stays long, you tap your shoulder blade. And leave that, putting your arm down, lengthen your arms. And feel how your arms are lying. Does your left arm feel longer now? Longer than your right arm? Any change in the shoulder? There are negotiations going on with the bakers next door about their music. <laughs> they were supposed to have just turned it way down. Anyway, hope it's not too distracting. I hope it shows up on the uh, recording. People who listen to this on the internet love the local color. Okay, lengthen that left arm towards the ceiling again. And begin to lengthen your arm and lower the shoulder blade, lift and lower the shoulder blade. And let your face turn to the right. As you lengthen your left arm, let your face turn to the right. And then your face comes back as you lower your shoulder blade. And feel for that connection. What does that have to do with one another? How does turning your head or letting your head roll, how does that help your arm lengthen, your shoulder blade lift, your shoulder lift?
And now a few times turn your face to look to the left as you lengthen your left arm. So do the opposite with your head. Look to the shoulder that's lifting. Look to the left as you lift your left shoulder. Try it a few times in that direction and feel for yourself. What does that coordination feel like? And then again, you can let your head roll to the right as you lengthen your left arm. And leave that and bring your arm down and rest. And in general, maybe you're feeling a little bit asymmetrical. Sometimes in a Feldenkrais lesson, we'll do one side, then the other side, then one side, then the other side, a lot of back and forth. And sometimes we'll spend a long time on one side and really accentuate the differences. Um, And our thought behind doing that is that you have like this internal laboratory in yourself of being symmetrically two-sided. So it's actually really rich for learning, feeling new possibilities, to really make a lot of change on one side without doing anything on the other side. And then your brain can feel, this is what the new thing feels like, that's what the old thing felt like. But sometimes if this is the first lesson or something you've done, it might be driving you a little bit crazy. But just, you know, be with it. Roll onto your right side again. Roll onto your right side. Still staying on the same side. Lift your left arm towards the ceiling. And lengthen and shorten your arm. And as you shorten your arm, take your shoulder blade back. Take your shoulder back towards the floor and see. Let your head turn. Let your face turn. Your shoulder turn back. And... See how much closer you're getting towards being able to tap your shoulder blade on the floor while lying on your side. While at least your pelvis and your knees stay lying on your side. Does your head go up with your shoulder? Or your, opposite? Your head? Yeah. Your head turns to face the ceiling as your shoulder goes down and back. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And here's another thing about Feldenkrais. We give you an idea of where you're going, but it's no sweat if you don't get there. So you're going towards taking your shoulder blade to tap the floor behind you. Maybe you don't get there, and that's fine. It's a process and everybody's going further than they were going 20 minutes ago, so 
Everybody's making their own progress at their own pace. And notice what would happen if you kept on going and you kept on going and you let your knees start to shift and you let your pelvis start to shift and you could keep on going so you just ended up lying on your back. So just take your shoulder further back and further back, let your knees shift until you come to be lying face up. That wasn't so hard, was it? It was pretty easy. You just ended up on your back. And when you come onto your back, stay on your back and stretch out your arms and rest. So that was pretty easy, going in that direction. There's something about movement generally that falling is easy. Let your legs lengthen and rest again. And now lengthen your left arm towards the ceiling and begin to lengthen that arm, let your shoulder lift. And what would have to happen for that lengthening of your arm and the lifting of your shoulder to take you back to lie on your side again? What would make that happen? Oh, not all at once. Go slowly. (laughs) I've got a speed demon here. Now, there's one way you could do it, and that would be pushing with your heels or something. Now, officially, that's called cheating for this movement, but we never mind if you cheat a little bit as long as you know what you're doing. Develop it really, really slowly. So this is part of the process of the Feldenkrais lesson is that I give you a crazy idea, and you just go, really? How's that going to happen? And the secret is it's going to happen if you explore, if you go slowly, If you don't push yourself, aha, that's another excellent cheating. It's very logical cheating. It's a very logical cheating to take your hand all the way around and let that pull you. That's great. It's very creative. It's logical, right? It's just like gravity can pull you over. It's very, very good. Ingenious problem solving. And it's no problem. Actually, literally, I mean it. Cheating's not a problem because you cheat a little bit, you give yourself an overall image of what that might feel like to roll onto your side. And then you just kind of diminish the cheating. Kind of go, okay, generally, actually, for everybody, if your arm crosses your midline a little bit, that'll help you get there. So you keep that little idea you got from cheating. Let your head turn. I already gave you, this one isn't cheating. This is already an element that we gave you. Let your head turn. Let your head turn and your shoulders turn. And how does that start? The spiral is rolling all the way up your spine, down your spine. And at some point your pelvis starts to turn. At some point you can't roll to your side unless your pelvis starts to turn. And notice that moment when your pelvis starts to turn and what your legs do at that moment. Do both of your legs do the same thing or do they each do something a little different? 
And as you go back, how do your legs sort of go back? One leg and then the other coming to lie flat. Okay, great, leave that, stretch out, take another rest. Lift your left arm towards the ceiling again. And now as you lengthen your left arm towards the ceiling, as you start that roll to your right side, listen for the moment when your pelvis turns and listen for your legs to do something different. So they're not going to both do the same thing. They're not going to fold up at the same time. There's going to be a little sort of differentiation, a little different movement in the muscles of your inner thigh, all the muscles around your hip. What does your left leg do and what does your right leg do and what's the timing? So they don't do it together. One leg bends more, one leg stays behind more. And then as you go back, how does each leg sink back into its position? The idea is you're rolling onto your side as though you were a skeleton and somebody were just lifting that long arm, lifting your long arm straight up towards the ceiling. So you're going to have to drop the cheating soon of taking your arm down. Just straighten your arm up towards the ceiling. And that lengthening of your arm, if, you're, if you didn't have any habits getting in the way, if you didn't, weren't doing any extra work with your muscles, if you weren't trying hard, if you weren't clenching your jaw, if you weren't tightening your neck, if you weren't tightening your back. Just like a chain, your whole skeleton would roll onto your side and each leg would turn when its time came. So just listen for that. So the movement up is slow and gradual and the movement down, slow and gradual. Great. Okay. Your right leg bends more, your left leg falls a little behind. And then leave that. The last, next time you're back on your back, leave that, stretch out, and rest. And here you are now at the point of maximum asymmetry for the night. Feel how long your left side feels, how long your right side feels, how flat into the floor each side feels. 
You might feel other kinds of differences like warmth or other sensations. And now roll on to your left side. Roll on to your left side, other side. And lengthen your right arm towards the ceiling. But now just think about lengthening and lowering your right arm. Just imagine the movement. Just imagine the movement of lengthening your right arm towards the ceiling. Imagine the movement of sliding your shoulder blade back and down. Imagine the movement of letting your shoulders roll, your chest. Imagine letting your head turn. Imagine your head turns and your eyes turn to look towards your hand as you lower your shoulder down. Just imagine all of those connections you felt on the other side. Create an internal feeling of that movement without actually doing it. And see how much you can fill in of that movement. Can you fill in the feeling of what your collarbones do in front? Can you fill in a feeling of what your sternum does, your breastbone, your ribs? Can you fill in in your internal feeling what happens across the muscles of your abdomen, your belly, your low belly? Can you feel it, fill in in your imagination all down your spine? Can you feel fill in in your imagination what happens around your hip joints and your pelvis? And then just twice, actually do the movement of lowering your back, rolling your head, rolling your shoulder backwards, lowering your shoulder blade, sliding it. Do that whole movement and just fill in what are the things that, oh, jump out now that you hadn't imagined. Just notice. And do it a couple of times very slowly just to feel what was missing from your imagination. And then lie on your back and rest. And now lying on your back, lift your right arm towards the ceiling. And starting like this, now imagine that whole amazing chain of movement you felt on the other side. 
Imagine how you organize yourself in the most effortless way possible to lengthen your right arm towards the ceiling, to let your head and your shoulders roll, your chest roll, your pelvis begin to pick up. What happens between your legs and each hip joint, how your left leg folds and your right leg folds, Try to bring together as much of the detail of that as you can in your imagination, the detail and the connection. Lengthening your right arm as though somebody were just pulling, your skeleton, which is free to roll, and everything followed like one link in a chain after another. Lengthen your right arm, shoulder lifts, your head turns, chest turns pelvis turns, your legs open, left leg bends, your right leg bends, and you're on your side, and then imagine the return trip in as much detail as you can imagine, as much internal feeling as you can create in your imagination, your right shoulder blade going back towards the floor, your head turning, your chest turning, your pelvis beginning to turn, your legs each in its own way, begin to fall open. Remember what you felt on the other side and apply it in your imagination on this side. As much detail as you can. And then just a couple of times, actually do that movement and check what was missing from your imagination. So lengthen your right arm towards the ceiling and let that pick up your whole skeleton, chain by chain, link by link in the chain, till you move on to your right side, left side, sorry, till you roll on to your left side. And feel what, what, were, what were the things that were missing from your imagination of that movement. A couple of times up and then down. And then stay on your back and do it in your imagination a couple more times, now having filled in those pieces. And you know what the really great thing about doing the movement in your imagination is? In your imagination, it can be just as easy and as light as you want to make it. So wherever you felt struggle or effort or like, oh, that was the part where you had to push or tighten somewhere, in your imagination, smooth that over. In your imagination, turn that into a fluid transition. Your imagination, your shoulders can get softer. Your neck and your jaw can get softer. Your pelvis can get lighter and your legs can get lighter. That axis of yourself that you're turning around can get clearer. 
And then once you've filled in your imagination a bit more, go ahead and do it a couple more times. Lengthen your right arm towards the ceiling and let that take you. Notice the moment when your head starts to turn, the moment when your pelvis starts to turn. You come onto your side. And then onto your back. And then the next time you're on your back, stand your back, lengthen your arms, and take a rest. Everybody's getting so long and tall, there's no longer any room to walk between your legs. (laughs) Might not be exactly what happened. I don't know. And see if that asymmetrical feeling is evening out a little bit. Even though the second side we're just doing in our imaginations, are you starting to feel a little more even? Or maybe your right side feels even longer. I don't know. Lengthen your right arm towards the ceiling. And lift your right shoulder blade away from the floor. Lengthen your arm. And then drop that shoulder blade back towards the floor. Find the tap on your right shoulder blade. Find the spot that taps. Go tap on the floor for your right shoulder blade. Where's the place in your shoulder blade that makes that most solid contact? Find that place. Tap there. And as you find it, let it speed up a little bit. Do it a little faster. Without tightening your jaw, without stressing yourself. Just easy, light, smaller, faster. And then try something funnier for yourself. Keep your arm towards the ceiling, lift it towards the ceiling, stop the tapping, but just tap in your mind. Imagine the tapping of your shoulder blade. And in your imagination, how fast can you make that tapping? How fast can you imagine that tapping? Can you imagine it any faster than you can do it? Or is your imagination limited by what you can actually do? This is for the growing number of philosophers in the room. We're doing some little empiricist experiments here. And try it. Can you actually imagine it any faster than you can actually do it? Or does your ability limit your imagination? Try it again. Actually tap your shoulder blade. Actually let it get, get a bit faster. Don't cheat by doing it in your elbow. Great. Okay, leave your arm. Stretch out. And feel now what your contact with the floor is like after this 45 minutes, almost an hour of trying these different options, doing these different things. What's changed in how you're resting on the floor? That ink pad pattern that you leave is more of you in contact with the floor, you flatter against the floor. Space behind your low back, lower.
And now when you're ready at your own pace, no hurry, you can roll to your side, come up to sitting, come up to standing. And as you stand, feel what standing's like after that hour of experiences lying on the floor. See where the horizon is for yourself. How you turn, how you walk. Go ahead, take a little walk. Don't worry about picking stuff up. Leave that for a moment and just take a moment to see what this experience feels like in walking. (laughs) 